Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Luke. And this is The Parent Diaries. We're an English guy and an Irish girl that fell in love, got married, and now we're ready to start a family. This podcast is our honest account of becoming first-time parents as we navigate the slightly terrifying but equally exciting journey to parenthood. It will cover everything from fertility and trying to conceive right through to the baby arriving. Now, we're not celebrities, we're not doctors, we're not midwives, and so far we've collectively held a baby about three times. But we're going on this journey no matter what, so you may as well come along for the ride. Hello and welcome to The Parent Diaries. Hello. We are in week... 26. 26. Yep. It's a hot sunny day. Kate is well into the second trimester. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about today. Mm -hmm. So the second trimester, much like the second act of a play or the middle chapters of a book, it's all about building the story. Oh my God. There's a few different milestones that happen within the second trimester, which we have already covered as well. They are? The 20 week scan. Then you also have a couple of midwife appointments. So the one at 25 weeks and then there'll be another at 28 weeks. So yeah, really. It basically marks the end of the second trimester. Exactly. Or the beginning of the third. Yeah. Just those two. And when we're talking about the second trimester, this is 13 weeks to 28 weeks. So we're not quite at the end. Kate's on 26 weeks. We've got our 28 week appointment and we also have another scan booked in um that's the 4d scan which we so will be exciting. yeah which will be really really exciting we're going to be going through that we're going to dedicate a little episode to that mm-hmm. that's going to be the next episode in fact but the second trimester is also about exploring and thinking about the future yeah. and because the baby it becomes really real it does as you yeah, said it definitely has and how are you I mean, feeling anyway like in general yeah i'm good i thinking about what they say about the second trimester about you feeling more energy and compared to the first or at least they say generally speaking you do i think i actually have um overall like i definitely feel i've been able to train more regularly and more consistently yeah and we're going to go through training in a bit more detail later mm-hmm. on the episode and some of the exercise do's and don'ts of the second trimester because they change a little bit don't they yeah there's a few differences that I think we're going to go through a little bit later, along with all the other lifestyle factors. But let's talk about some of the physical changes in Mm -hmm. second trimester, some of the ones you've been experiencing as well. Bum's getting bigger. It's finally decided to appear. and Baby C's getting the gains. Yeah, exactly. So I'd say now in the last two or so weeks, it's really started to make an appearance. And with that, I guess I'm more conscious of things like stretch marks. Been using uh, some stretch mark creams. I got, I've been using Mama Mio, which is like meant to be quite a nice, good one, and smells really nice. And also something called Secret Saviors, which I haven't been using consistently. It's basically like a band that you wear on your tummy. You put like a gel cream underneath it, and it supposedly has some sort of like. And you're looking at me with such a sceptical face. Um, has some way of kind of like preventing stretch stretch marks. It's been designed by some engineers in UCL, so I was kind of sold. He's still looking sceptical. Is there some research behind this? There is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there is. I'll, I'll send it to you. And did they do the research? They did, yeah. So anyway, mm. I, as I say, I haven't been using it consistently, but sure, you need to try these things out. Um, I've heard people have had really good results with it. Do you know what? If it has a bit of a, even if it has a bit of a placebo effect and it makes you feel better within yeah. your pregnancy, I think that it can't do, as long as it doesn't do you any harm, yeah. then that's absolutely fine, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, the growing bump, as you say, and generally then just thinking about clothes, like I've really, really struggled finding maternity wear that I like the look of. There's just not much out there. What I've ended up doing is getting lots of very kind of like floaty dresses 
Um, I recently got a pair of shorts. They're kind of like, what did I describe them as the other day? Like bicycle shorts almost? Yeah, basically. They're like half-length leggings. Yeah, uh, well, shorter than that. They're high-waisted and they're really good for the gym. They're from Lululemon. And then also things like maternity bras. Like I've gone up several cup sizes in this last however many months now. I'm about six and a half months pregnant. So actually realising that I needed to get a bra that fit me was a pretty key Yeah, definitely. Especially during summer as well. And with Baby C doing so much wriggling around. Yeah, as we were saying the other week, Baby C has been very, very active. But in the last kind of couple of days, there have been like times where I feel as though that they're not moving about that much. And it's kind of worried me, I guess. Yeah, I recall Baby C not moving for an hour and Kate getting very upset. Hardly. (laughs) Hardly an hour. I also think, sorry, that... There's quite a few movements from Baby C that you can't actually feel. Because uh, when I put my uh, hand on your tummy, it literally feels like there's some kind of gymnastics show going on in there. That's so weird, it's like a circus. Isn't it? yeah. yeah. No, because the, the, I think the things I feel are like the really kind of strong yeah, kicks or jabs. But yeah, as you say, when you put your hand on my stomach, you're like, yeah, they're moving. I'm like, I can't feel anything. They're doing constant roly polies. I think it's the anterior placenta. It's the placenta being at the front. I don't know, maybe. Who, who, knows, who yeah. knows? I think they'd say it's like 26 weeks onwards that you get regular patterns and you need to monitor the baby's movements. So it's kind of from this point on now that I'm being a little more conscious, I think, which is probably why I'm a bit more worried if and they don't move. One of the other things that um, they say that you get during the second trimester is you start getting this thing called Braxton Hicks, mm-hmm. which is basically like contractions, but they're like irregular contractions. So it's it could be quite scary, I imagine, actually. Like mm. you feel might feel like you're going to labor or something. Yeah, you um, had a client who... Was I did, yeah, yeah, that. yeah, exactly. So yeah, I had a client during a PT session and because it can happen after activity, sometimes you'll get like some contractions mm-hmm. and they just described it as a little bit of tightness in around their abdomen mm-hmm. area. And again, it's nothing to be worried about as such. It's only if the contractions are regular yeah. and you actually know when they're coming in waves that's mm-hmm. when it's something to speak to like a midwife or a doctor you, about i yeah. guess yeah i didn't think that you called the emergency maternity helpline whatever i can't think of the name yeah but, but you haven't been experiencing any braxton Hicks, not though. yet no. no i imagine that will happen though i think it happens for most women in pregnancy um it's kind of yeah it's your uterus kind of preparing itself for labor or, or game day as i said the other week <laughs> speaking of game day we are actually talking a little bit more about birthing plans now in the second trimester, yeah. or you should at least be considering what you think you're going to do. Mm. And a lot of the time, these birthing plans don't go to plan, Yeah, but it's good to have a plan. I think it's like, I've heard someone describe it as rather than a plan, it's a guide or, you know, like, yeah, a reference guide. Thinking about that is definitely front of mind, I think now for us more than it would have been earlier on. Um, and as part of that, we've been doing a couple of antenatal courses, which we'll, I think, cover in depth in a later episode. It's great just to get an intro to birth, like the physiology of the experience of labour and everything that then comes after it. But we kind of have an idea as to what we want to do for birth but you can make your your decision right up to like I think it's about 34 weeks or something so you can change your mind and then as you were saying your plan might not actually come to fruition and you need a plan b and a plan c and a plan d really I'd um, go as far down to z to be yeah, honest <laughs> yeah I think you basically look at every single kind of option available and you kind of consider each one in turn so you know like a, a spontaneous vaginal birth versus a planned c-section versus an unplanned c-section versus induction or whatever it might be and then what you want to happen in each of those situations I think the key here is just being really well informed so that you actually have a viewpoint 
and you can advocate for yourself during labour. I think that's really important as, as well, actually, when you said that advocating for yourself, mm. like making decisions. And because something we've spoken about as well is that it's your decision and it's up to you. And even if you feel pressure from doctors or mm. midwives or consultants to do something, because maybe they, you know, I mean, I'm not being funny. They are the medical professionals and they do know best when it comes to the clinical side of things. Yeah. But ultimately, it's your decision what you want to do. Yeah. And they can't force you one way or another. All they can do is give you advice. Yeah, and mm. informed advice, mm-hmm. and then you basically make an informed choice from that. Yeah. On the subject of advocating yeah, for yourself in labour, you can get a doula, and we'll probably touch on that again later in the antenatal courses episode that we do, but it's something we've been considering. A doula is basically someone who provides like the emotional support during what well, could be before, during, and after birth. Because they've been through the experience, right? Multiple times with multiple women who've given birth. And actually, your your viewpoint is, if we're really well informed going in, you can be that advocate for me. But actually... I am the doula. <laughs> yeah, you are. Could be a new career for me. It could be. The first yeah. ever like male doula, probably. Do you think there's like do male doulas out there? I, I, reckon, I, I reckon there would be. I haven't come across. Is there a market for that? There might be. You never I know. I need to career change. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's something we're considering. So we shall see. We'll talk more about that in a later episode, as we say. But going back to the emotional side of things, yeah. I've definitely noticed that you've been more sensitive, shall we say. I'm so sensitive. I mean, you're quite a sensitive person anyway. Yeah. But I think as we've gotten towards the end, especially towards the end of the second trimester, I've mm. noticed you become more sensitive. Um, I'll give you an example. The other day, I basically, there was like a gnat flying around our apartment and I just killed the gnat, basically. You it know. was the manner in which you killed. I'm just not a buggy person. I killed the gnat and we had a thoughts and feelings conversation for about 15 minutes afterwards. Mm-hmm. There might have been some tears too. Yeah. Well, like, I think that's the thing. And you're like, when you're pregnant, some leeway needs to be given. But what about the pigeons today? Oh, God. Yeah. There's this really sad pigeon trying to find his old nesting hole, which has been boarded up by our development. And I just got really sad. And you were like, what's wrong with you? Kate's going to form a protest. Protect the pigeons. Let's form a society. <laughs> so the, I suppose you've gone through the physical, the, the emotional, emotional, and now the actual kind of preparation part of it. We've spoken about that a lot, I guess, in the last couple of episodes. But yeah, just I think a big part of the second trimester is kind of nesting, I guess, on the subject of birds. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of been a standout part of the second trimester for me. And we should probably mention some of the things that you haven't experienced, mm. but people can experience during the second trimester. Yeah. Kind of worries and um, not complications, but just... Symptoms. Symptoms, really, yeah. yeah. So I think a big one, pelvic pain. Uh, pelvic girdle pain, yeah. I actually, yeah. one of my friends who recently had a baby, really suffered with that. So it's also known as... SPD, which yeah. is symphysis pubis dysfunction, mm-hmm. which is, I think, where the pelvic pain actually yeah. is in the first place. But it can cause pain and discomfort. I think it's something to do a lot of the time with the baby's head. So it, particularly in later pregnancy, as you get closer to giving birth, the baby's head engages. That's how they describe it. And it gets lower and lower and it's putting pressure on your pelvis, basically. So I think it means people have difficulty sleeping, you know, getting comfortable if they're sat or laying down in a certain position. It can be brought on by some activities as well. So even like exercise, yeah, like walking, uh, going upstairs, that sort of stuff. Oh, wow. Didn't know that. Yeah, there's also stuff like, what is it? Something to do with your legs. Like restless legs. Restless legs, that's it, yeah. Um, And I don't really know what causes that, but that's also something that could happen. But to be honest, with all of these things, so, so subjective. So like if you're, you know, maybe a shorter person who's kind of more heavily pregnant, 
in their second trimester, that you could be getting all the symptoms that, you know, somebody else won't get, maybe get till their last couple of weeks in their third trimester. So these are just things you need to look out for. You know, sometimes though, it can feel like sciatica. So maybe you, I have you, sciatica, you I felt think. like you had sciatica yeah. and maybe that could be linked. You mean pelvic girl pain could be sciatica? Uh, yeah, some people oh. mis- mistake sciatica as pelvic girdle pain. Mm, I'm pretty sure. I've been uh, sorry, doing- my boy around. I, yeah, but I because I've been like doing Kegel exercises for my pel- pelvic floor since pretty much the very beginning of pregnancy. I kind of know where that is. This is something I haven't mentioned that I have been experiencing. It's almost like a pain that doesn't happen all the time, but occasionally if I move a certain way in my kind of lower left bum, I will get this kind of like sharp pain. And I think it, it's what I think is sciatica anyway. Um, feels sciatic to you. Feels sciatic, yeah. yeah. But if you do or have been experiencing some pelvic pain and it is of the kind of more moderate to severe, then the recommendation is basically go see your GP. I think they may even recommend you to a physiotherapy. There, there are physiotherapists that specialise in it specifically. Physiotherapists that specialises in women's health yeah. um, and Pelvic pain, yeah, exactly. that's that, that's someone to see, definitely. I think sitting on a ball, like what are they called? Those kind of like a Swiss ball, a Swiss like an exercise ball. ball. Yeah, yeah. Art is meant to give you the big some bouncy ones as well. We have one here. I've used it about twice. I need to use it more regularly. I think yeah, so they'll give you some exercises to strengthen your pelvic floor, which is what you've been doing, obviously. Mm-hmm. Things like back and hip muscles as well, and exercise in water are quite good as well. I think doing more water-based stuff anyway is 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 probably useful. You're not really a water baby no. though. So. I was when I was younger. Not so much later. I don't like getting my hair wet. I sound like such a diva. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I do. I am a cat. But yeah, no, you're right. I think exercise is so key in being a preventative measure you can take to some of these things, like keeping moving, as you say, strengthening muscles in your lower back. Um, Are we talking about some of the uh, exercise do's and don'ts? Yeah, we can go into those now. Yeah. So, exercise in the second trimester. It's not too dissimilar to the first trimester, really. And I did mention in the first trimester uh, lifestyle episode a few of the don'ts mm-hmm. that will come that will come across. One of them is laying on your back for more than a few minutes, mm-hmm. just because as the baby's getting bigger, it's going to start sitting on those big blood vessels, and it can have an effect on the blood circulation, mm. and it can make you feel very, very dizzy getting up too quickly, too. So don't do that. No abdominal exercises either or core work because those have actually gone bye-bye <laughs> yeah i couldn't believe that we were in the gym this morning and you were like yeah you, your abs have completely separated now and i was like really but yeah, yeah you get a separation of the linear alba which is this stretchy connective tissue that has to separate your abdominals for the baby to make room for the baby basically mm. so yeah no ab workout or core anymore you also want to be mindful on the circulation side of things and getting dizziness with overhead lifting yeah. so putting your hands arms above your head you need to be quite mindful of that as well. And also just adjusting the intensity of your cardio workouts too. So just being mindful of, like we said in the last episode, talk test mm-hmm. and making sure that the intensity is within your limits and yeah. not going to exhaustion. Yeah, something you said earlier this week, which I was kind of surprised by because I didn't feel like it was a tough thing for me to be doing, was to take down the pace that I was going on the treadmills. I think my incline was like eight and the pace is only five kilometres an hour. So pretty slow, but you were like, your intensity, you should be getting that from the incline as opposed to the pace. Exactly. Because it's to do with your proprioception, isn't it? Well, that actually was to do more so with pelvic pain because 
if you think about going up on a, an incline, it's the same with stair climbing, you know, because you're kind of rocking the hips back and forth, mm-hmm. that could exa- exacerbate. 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 It could cause you some pain. Yeah. Um, something else that occurred to me that the midwife told me actually in my 25-week appointment around uh, pelvic girdle pain, when you're getting out of bed or getting out of a car, to always move with your legs together because I was like yeah. what can I do you shouldn't separate them really yeah, too much yeah exactly so that's, that's another tip and then just going back to the exercise side of things when you said proprioception mm. uh, you also want to do a little bit of like balance will become harder so you kind of want to maintain your balance just by doing some functional exercises so just kind of standing on one leg for a little bit and just seeing how it feels around mm-hmm. your kind of ankles knees and hips I mean even if you can get up from a chair on one leg as well yeah, like I hate them You've, it's been in my program for the last uh, couple of weeks they are hard but they're they're good yeah so kind of single leg sit to stands from a chair or a bench yeah or, or a bench you can mm-hmm. even have a support to hold on to whilst you do it that will build some strength but it's also all about maintaining your balance throughout pregnancy yeah. because this will help you when you're out and about you say you come off a curb on the mm-hmm. side of the road and more likely to lose your balance as you get more and more pregnant and this will just help you it's the functional bit isn't yeah, it it's like functional fitness yeah. yeah training for life tfl you know, tfl yeah <laughs> and i guess the last thing to mention about kind of lifestyle is just around nutrition smoking and alcohol and all that stuff so i think with nutrition it's pretty much do the same as previously but you can increase your calories by about 200 baby's um, growing yeah. Baby needs all the energy it can get. Yeah, so. so it's like an extra snack or something a day. Exactly. Um, I think it's, again, as we said before, listening to what you think your body needs. That's it. ultimately the best kind of guide. And then smoking and drinking, don't do it. Simples. I thought you could smoke during the second trimester. <laughs> Simples. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, I read a fact the other day. If you stop smoking by the 15th week of your pregnancy, mm-hmm. then you will have a normal pregnancy, basically. Wow. Yeah, so you could yeah. be smoking up to week 15 and everything would be still be okay. Well, I wouldn't Is go that, that what you're saying? No, I wouldn't go that far. Okay. But like if you stopped at week 15, you wouldn't necessarily cause any harm to the baby after that. Yeah. One final point um, related to exercise. So going back a step, we had mentioned the benefits of exercising in pregnancy um, in the last lifestyle episode we did. Something else I'd read more recently is that actually exercise in pregnancy has been linked with higher IQ in uh, babies that are born. So there's so many reasons to continue exercising. Completely. So get out there and do it. So that's a wrap for this episode. So we say goodbye to the second trimester and hello to the third trimester. Next week's episode will be dedicated to the 4D scan. So we will let you know how we get on with that one. And after that, we've got a great one because we'll be doing the antenatals courses Mm -hmm. episode. So we'll be talking about everything antenatal courses, what we've learnt and whether they're actually any good. Everything from birth to breastfeeding to baby care, the whole shebang. I can't wait. (laughs) Woohoo! Bye, guys. Bye. So that's it for another episode of The Parent Diaries. Don't forget to subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it's out. Also, we'd love you to give us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, as it helps others to find the show. Five-star reviews, greatly appreciated. If you'd like to get in touch with us or if you've any suggestions for the show, drop us an email at theparentdiariesuk at gmail.com or you can follow us on Instagram at theparentdiariesuk. Thanks again and catch you on the next episode.